see. I handle all the money. He doesn't want to know where it goes. He doesn't want to know what's going on with it. All he wants to know is when he wants something, he wants it. That's like a kid. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, sometimes I feel like I'm dealing with a five-year-old boy, but we've been married 23 years. The man still makes me laugh. And sometimes I just, it's not even worth the fight. Mm, great attitude, but uh, we're talking marriage today. And there ought to be a law <laughs> that only grown-ups can get married. Now, uh, let's face it, when we all get married, we have expectations, and uh, sometimes they don't measure up, the reality isn't there, disappointment occurs, and we shouldn't be surprised when we see the number of divorces that occur, sometimes for not such serious issues and sometimes serious issues, but often related to this thing of not growing up and taking responsibility for who we are and for a marriage uh, today. So here's a question. How healthy is your marriage? How healthy are you? How healthy is your spouse? I don't mean just physically, but I mean in terms of your emotions, your spirit, and your commitment to, and your understanding of, and your daily behavior toward your marriage. We're talking about marriage today. Marriage is for grown-ups. We got some encouraging calls, some help for you. When we really address uh, the question is, what's one area that you need to grow up in in your marriage? Are you grown up in your marriage? Every show that we do, every time we get together, we have a reason, and the reason for this show is to help you see that when we grow up, marriages tend to last longer, and they can last a lifetime. And we want to encourage each of us today to think about what area, one area in our marriage, one area in my life that I need to grow up in. Hey, I'm Dr. Randy. This is Intentional Living from our Intentional Living Center. We're committed to healthy marriages, healthy families, uh, built on healthy spirits in terms of our spiritual relationship with Christ. And if you'd like to join in with a comment, you can call our storyline, leave your story today at 888-888-1717, 888-888-1717. You can use that same number for those of you that say, I want to be a part of this journey. I want to be a part of the Intentional Living family. And uh, you can call and talk to one of our staff about joining in support of the ministry today. Same number, 888-888-1717. Just press number two on the prompt when the phone gets answered, and it will reroute your call right upstairs to our staff during regular business hours, if that's when you're hearing the show today. Again, come on in. I'm Dr. Randy, along with Stephen Davis, our producer, and the rest of the team. We're here to encourage you today. In fact, let's get started this way. I want you to listen to an excerpt from a call that I had with Natasha a while back. Take a listen. Well, I think that part of our communication when we do have issues is that our intentions aren't always matched with the words that come out. Can you have an example? My husband may be intending to show his love, but it may come out as preaching. Mm. You know, he may be trying to give me an example of something that he's done to resolve an issue that we're having on a personal note, but it comes out as talking at me instead of with me. All right. That's just the excerpt. And I I went on to talk to Natasha and I could see it was bothering her and so on. And we talked about life. And then I, I said, Natasha, listen, the husband's not on the phone here today. You are, and and so can I encourage you to do one thing for the next 30 days for yourself in your marriage to kind of grow up into this relationship? And I gave her a challenge for 30 days, and off she went. And one of the one of the things about radio is we get a chance to interact and talk, but so often I never hear back from you all. 
You know, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. That's why I guess I love the immediate interaction with a conference because you're there and I'm there and we're interacting, but on the radio, sometimes we don't get the follow-up. In this case, Natasha called back and I want you to hear the rest of her story and uh, give you an idea of how this works. And then we're going to get you on the air. Share with us one thing that you had to grow up into in your own marriage after you got married. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. Here's the rest of Natasha's story left on our comment line. My one thing challenge was to speak life into my marriage by giving my husband a word of praise or a word of encouragement every day. Before the challenge, we were having some communication breakdown, and we just weren't really on the same page. After the challenge, we're doing better. We have been able to put aside our selfishness and really put each other first before ourselves, and that has really made a difference. Even though it was tough, I did manage to get out the words of encouragement, and it made a huge difference. His reactions to me and his want to please me came so much more freely than me pushing him to try to understand. One thing can uh, can change a marriage. You know, as I said, my wife Donna and I, we, we were married as teenagers, and, you know, I, I had to grow up... I, I, jokingly say in my conferences that uh, I'm the baby of the family and I had this stupid idea, wrong-headed idea at 19, that when I left home, my wife Donna would kind of pick up where my mother left off. That was stupid, okay? Can I just say that? <laughs> and wrong-headed. And, uh, and I learned pretty quickly that ain't the way it works, right? And so I think we all can face this thing and we have to grow up there's areas of our life we have to grow up. Sometimes it's things that we say. It's our emotional life. It's not. It's overreacting. And I've got a list of some mature factors here, 11 of them, that are important. I'll get to in just a, a couple of minutes. You're welcome to join us. What's one thing, honestly, you had to grow up in your marriage after you got married? 888 Here's uh, Susanna from Arizona. What, uh, what one thing are you doing to uh, grow up in your marriage? One thing I'm trying to be intentional in my marriage is learning how to be content, I would say satisfied. What I realized is that nothing was good enough for me. I would always try to push him. I wanted things done at all, my own time. Kind of wanted to dictate what to do with his time, comparing, you know, what that other person has. My one thing is just being content for what he can offer because I know he puts us first, always his family. And that's my one thing is just being grateful and thankful for his time and satisfied and content that what he's doing is, is best for us. Mm, contentment. That's a big one, Susanna. And well, I've seen so many, you know, I've been at this so long and uh, I've seen so many, couples and marriages that have dissolved as people just lose a sense of contentment and and uh, look back later and say, wow, that was a mistake. I should have grown up and been content, more content. All right, Desiree from Missouri, uh, what are you doing to intentionally kind of grow up in your marriage? I am being intentional about meeting my husband's need for closeness. Him and I are very different. We have a very godly marriage, and I'm so thankful for that. But we're very different at the same time, and he desires this closeness, cuddling and lovey-dovey stuff that I really don't have much interest in. 
So I have purchased new bedding for our bed because he likes to cuddle and be close, but I want my space. I want him on his side, me on my side, and that's how I'm comfortable. But I'm going to make a change to meet that need in my husband, that desire for closeness and cuddling. So with our new bedspread that we can share together, and there's lots and lots of prayer for God to change that in me so that I can meet that need for him, I am being intentional about meeting that need in my husband. Thank you, Desiree. Join the conversation. One thing you're growing up into your marriage, working on or need to work on or want to work on and looking for one thing challenge for the next month. 888-888-1717. A break. I'll be back. I want to share some, some of the indicators, vital signs of a mature marriage. So uh, don't go away. Intentional Living with Dr. Randy Carlson is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but intentional living can make a positive difference in your life and through your life. In fact, here's something from Dr. Randy that can make a difference in just one minute. Marriage is for mature people only. Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. Watching our young granddaughters play wedding is kind of cute because it's only play, but it's tragic when we see young adults have a real wedding, but then only play at their marriage. Paul says, be joyful, grow in maturity, encourage each other, live in harmony and peace. Growing up takes time. It takes stretching. It requires a commitment to build a grown-up marriage relationship that includes forgiveness and love. So if immaturity has infected your marriage, be intentional. Don't fight immaturity with more immaturity. Instead, make a decision to hold each other accountable, live as adults, and be intentional. Want to be encouraged every day? Get the Intentional Living Minute in your email. Sign up at theintentionallife.com slash minute. Marriage is for grown-ups. That's the topic today, the Intentional Living Minute today as well, going out around the world. And I want to thank uh, our team members, members of the Intentional Living community for allowing us to get this hopeful, biblically-based message out around the world on radio and online and through events and resources. Thank you for your support. And I'll tell you how you can become a part of the Intentional Living community here in uh, just a moment. But First, I was sitting down looking at uh, what are some of the, the signs, the uh, signs that indicate that you have maturity in your marriage. And I came up with a list of 11, and let me just share a few of these with you. Number one, I think, on the list is to admit when you're wrong. People who are mature are willing to look at another person and say, I blew it, I'm sorry. We do not have a very mature culture. You don't hear very many people Admitting when they're wrong. Wouldn't it be refreshing if you heard a politician say, I was wrong? I mean, I'm just simply wrong. I'm sorry, I was wrong. Um, Powerful thing. And it's true in marriage. When you can admit when you've made a mistake, when you're wrong, taking personal responsibility is one of the signs of maturity. Children don't do that. How many small children say, Mom, I did it. I'm wrong. And you need to discipline me. <laughs> no, it's always Billy's fault, or Susan's fault, or someone else's fault. 
There's a second indication, I think, of maturity in marriage, and it's an awareness of the feelings and needs of your spouse, which is biblical. The Bible says, think not only of your own interest, but also the interest of another. And when we get behind the eyes of our spouse and try to see life like they do, I know it's not totally possible. I mean, you can never, I can never see life totally as Donna does. And um, sometimes I think I do when I'm probably not. And she probably assumes certain things about the way I'm thinking when it, she can't be fully aware of what I'm thinking. But we need to work on it. Awareness of the feelings and the needs of your spouse is powerful. Uh, healthy boundaries in marriage. Healthy boundaries. That's important. Commitment, of course, is one of those. This is a critical one. I wrote a whole book on this one. It's the ability to throttle your emotions. When we allow our emotions to drive our behavior in marriage, we get in trouble. Is it not true that many of the marital problems you guys have had and struggled with in your marriage get back to unthrottled emotions or unexpressed or emotions not expressed in a healthy way? I wrote the whole book, Freedom from Hijacked Emotions. How do we overcome anger and anxiety and worry and fear? And that impacts our married relationship. Resiliency is another very important part of, of uh, a mature marriage. What that means is that when you fall down, you get back up. The, if you're going to be married for 50 years, folks, God love you, you're going to have to be resilient. You didn't marry a saint. I know you try to express that at times in loving Valentine cards, but the reality is we ain't saints. And uh, we're just human beings. We fall down. We're frail. We make mistakes. There's sin. There's regrets. There's just all sorts of things in in a 50-year marriage. And, And there's a sense of resiliency. You have to be able to get back up after the cancer diagnosis, after... After there's been uh, a problem in the marriage, maybe there's been uh, maybe there's been unfaithfulness even, but a repentant heart and the willingness to say we want to go back in a new direction. I know that's painful, but there's a resiliency of falling down and getting back up. Now that doesn't mean there's not consequences, and please, I understand there's always exceptions to anything that may sound like a rule, but overall, resiliency is an important part of marriage in all areas. Positivity and optimism are two very important parts of marriage. It ain't, an, it ain't a happy day every day being with a person who's negative. Drags you down. And so mature people are willing to be and work on their positivity, even though, even though it may not be a part of your natural kind of inclination in life. Being more positive and optimistic about life. Honesty, of course, is important. I think we understand that. Delaying gratification. They mean kids don't do that. The kids want it now. Gratefulness. I did a whole lesson on that just a few days ago on the Intentional Living Minute. The power of gratefulness. Being grateful for your spouse, being grateful for your marriage, being grateful even when things aren't going like you'd like them to go. And I'll give you one more. Don't personalize everything. You know, not everything is about you. And if you can't find yourself something being said or done and your first reaction is you take it personally, and we all, you know, we all can wrestle with this. But let's face it, that can be very immature. That's what happens 
with a lot of the immature relationships you see in junior high. Come on, with your kids, you see that, right? Sometimes they can personalize things and they overreact and, and, it, and that's not a mature way. So those are some of the indications, I think, of a mature marriage. So I'll ask the question one more time. What's one area that you're growing up into in your marriage? 888-888-1717. Love to hear what it is. Words are so transformational in life. In fact, Jesus is called the Word in John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word. Why is he called the Word? I love what John Piper says. He says, what God had to say to us was not only about what Jesus said, but who Jesus was and what he did. In other words, our goal should be that our words, or that one word that we pick for 2023, is really a reflection of who we are. And so as you think about one word for this year, I pray you'll pick a word that really is transformational and represents who you are at your core, something that you're growing into as a follower of Christ. Can I encourage you yet this week, maybe even yet before you go to bed tonight, that you think of a word and pick a word that'll be powerful for you in 2023. This is the lesson for January that was sent out or being sent out to our intentional living community. Those on the journey with us, we send out a lesson from a session that I teach to our members every month. And I wanted to do a session on this topic of picking one word for 2023. And the reason is because a word is sticky. You can remember a word. If you have a mission statement of eight or 10 words, that's powerful. But sometimes it's not there at the moment. You know, it's up on the wall and you see it, but it's not in your in your first thought. Or if you have a whole paragraph or more of words that you've written down or a list of 10 words, uh, they get lost in the noise of life. But if you have one word, belief, maybe the word commitment or forgiveness or something that you just know in your heart is sort of a a governing word for the year, what would it be? We pick the word health. We want spiritual health. We want health in our relationships, health in our financial life, health in our marriage and with our parenting and with our kids and with God most of all. And so health is the word I picked for myself and for our ministry for 2023. What's your one word? Tell us what it is. Love to hear you. Uh, share it with us on our storyline or comment line at 888 If you're not a part of our family of members of Intentional Living Community, why not? Come and be a part of this. You're supporting a ministry that's reaching people here and around the world through our digital ministry, on the radio, uh, through our publications and our events, and you're helping us reach more people. Your monthly support. Can I challenge you to pray about a dollar a day in support of the ministry? If you could do that, we don't set an amount, but that's kind of a target, something I think most of us could handle, a dollar a day, $30 a month. We want to get you on the list. We want to start sending you the monthly teachings to encourage you from Intentional Living, and you can be a part of this journey as well. How do you do that? Two ways. You can call 888-888-1717, right now. Press number two. That's the prompt. It'll take you to our staff. Now, that's during West Coast business hours. So if it's before or after that, uh, call back later or you can go directly to the website. That's the easiest way, of course. Go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, let's carry on. Talking about marriages for growing up, let's go to Chelsea. Chelsea, welcome to the program. How are you doing today? Hi, Dr. Annie. Doing good. Good. What's... uh? 
one thing you've learned about marriage or one thing you've been growing up into? Uh, One thing that I had to learn when we got married was that me and my husband are not the same. He's a man Hmm. and I'm a woman. (laughs) And um, the way that he says things is not necessarily the way that uh, he intended for me to receive it. So I have learned that I need to pay attention to what he's saying, not necessarily how he says it. Mm. Mm. So how are you different in the expression? Are one uh, more direct and one more around the, the edges? Or how, how do you differ in your communication styles? Um, well, any woman is more driven into emotion and I'm very aware of um, whenever I can be deceived by my own emotions. So with my husband, he is a very, um, he's a very matter of fact man and Mm -hmm. that I'm very grateful for that way. There is no trying to, to figure out what he's telling me. He he's telling me, you know, it's very straight (laughs) and I have come to appreciate that about him because I know when he brings something to my attention, he brings it because he loves me and that he sees that this might um, be damaging to me or to relationships or to me and him or even our kids. And so the way that I might interpret something by how he said it to me, I put up walls And so I have realized that if I don't allow those walls to come up, then I have a chance to grow, I have a chance to learn, and I grow closer to God because of it. And I don't let emotions play a part in our conversations, and He can see whenever I become emotional, and He allows me time to just breathe and then we come back to it. It's not anything that's ever dropped. It's whatever the subject is. We have learned that if I come to him or he comes to me, it's because we don't want the, we don't want any damage to our relationship and our marriage. Mm -hmm. So you both have grown. What's happened, Chelsea, is you've both grown up in your marriage. I mean, you both eat, I was going to ask, how is he responding? It sounds like he's learning. He's giving you space. He realizes this is important to you. He doesn't get uh, overly reactive in his own way. And at the same time, you're learning that he's different than you are. We're wired differently. I do a whole session in my marriage conferences on head, heart, and hand. And I talk about some people are more the tendency to be more of a head person. We process things analytically. We look and look for the bottom line. We look for solutions. Um, uh, we're always thinking of angles. We're always questioning things. That's kind of the way our minds work. I say we because I'm more of this kind of a person. And if we're married to a heart person who processes things more from an emotional standpoint, sensitive to what's going on around them. Um, and by the way, God designed both of these for us. But we tend to, I believe, as a result of the fall, sin that entered into the human condition in the garden, uh, we lost, we lost the ability sometimes to be all of these things, head, heart, and hand. We tend to be more one than the other, and we tend to not understand people who are in the other category. So a heart person can miss a head person. You never listen. You don't understand. And a head person's thinking in terms of 
what they think about, not what they feel. Or a heart person is processing how they feel. And many times a head person can say the heart person is ridiculous. They're too emotional. They overreact. The heart person is saying, you just don't understand me. And these things do create division in marriage. And what, what you just heard, a powerful reminder, Chelsea, is that we can grow up by saying, hey, he's different than I am. She's different. We live in this culture. It seems like we're so caught up in identity right now. I mean, that's the theme of the, the whole world today. I want my identity. And the, and the message sometimes is, it's about me. Talk about selfishness. It's about me. And to hear people say, hey, no, I want my life to be not only what God's doing in my life, but I want to understand you. I want to understand who you are and how you tick and what's going on in your life, especially in marriage, is a mature statement. It's how we grow up in our marriage. All right. Thank you, Chelsea. Let's go to Joe from Kansas. Hey, Joe, what one thing have you been doing to grow up uh, there in, in, in your marriage? Um, my husband and I um, got married several years ago, got divorced shortly after, and then we found, got back together again, and I have chosen that I will never, ever give up on our marriage, and I will love him intentionally, no matter what, and... Even love him when he's not very lovable. I love him, no matter what. This is God's will, and I will do it. Good for you. Thank you, Joe. Let's uh, see if we have time to go to Michigan. Ellen, thank you for your call. What What have you learned about uh, growing up in your marriage? I intentionally, each morning, pray not only for my husband, but I pray before I get out of bed, I ask, God to get my mind straight and, you know, to change my frame of mind about how I relate to my husband. So I pray, you know, that God will give me the eyes to see him with, the way that the Lord sees him, and to be respectful and to help me with my tongue, you know, to always speak with him out of respect and with love. Um, Because, you know, after 30 years of being married, I finally learned, maybe 10 years in, that, you know, I can be pretty opinionated as well, and, and you know, I, I really have to pray to set my mind straight each morning um, on how I'm going to treat my husband for the day. And if I don't do it, I find myself falling back into my old ways where I can be stubborn and, you know, almost uh, irritable with him sometimes and short, and that's not the way I want to be, so... I ask God for his help each morning, and that really, really gets me through. And that's after 30 years of being married. I, I'm trying to tell uh, my young daughter-in-law and my daughter that, wake up, girls. you gotta, <laughs> you got to realize this early in your marriage. So let me ask you, thank you, by the way. Thank you, Ellen. One thing for 30 days, would you like to make a commitment? One thing for 30 days to kind of grow up in your marriage, one area. Just for you, not your spouse. I mean, we can all list a dozen things that we'd love our spouses to grow up into. (laughs) But uh, this is about me. You know, remember what the scripture says about the log and the speck? Well, it's the log we're looking here, uh, looking at today. Uh, One thing, you share it on our comment line. Love to hear what it is. We can pray with you. I hope we've encouraged one person, at least, to be intentional for the next 30 days. 888-888-1717 after the program. If you missed any of the program, by the way, want to hear it again, you can listen on demand at uh, theintentionallife.com or wherever you go for your podcast, just use the keywords intentional living in the search bar. Have a great day. 
and be intentional.